Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, um, I know we were booting up last night, but uh, we, got, we got some football to talk about. You know, we have our basketball podcast on what, Monday, and then we'll do the football podcast on Thursdays and go from there. So we'll have plenty to talk about on the basketball side of things. But uh, yeah, man, this football transfer portal starting to pick up for LSU, and uh, we were kind of hesitant beforehand because it was a dead period but now LSU starting to have visits LSU starting to have commitments and LSU looks like they are uh trending in the right direction now yeah look they picked up well Brennan came out of the transfer portal but just back to LSU so you got your quarterback an offensive we know they want multiple offensive linemen they got one in Miles Frazier out of Florida International who's a big time uh, offensive tackle prospect Ohio State a lot of schools were on him He's already signed with LSU. The same goes for Slade Roy, uh, the long snapper out of East Carolina. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, they get a little – now we're getting red hot, right? Like they're starting to heat up. They get Joe Fusha this week out of Arkansas, a safety. You did a great breakdown on the side on him. You can weigh in on him uh, here in a second. And then Makai Garner, uh, a cornerback out of uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, Fusha's obviously a Louisiana native, a New Orleans native. Uh, Garner's a guy who's from, I believe he's from like Mesquite, uh, but then had played at Navarro for a year and then went to ULL uh, and has started there for a couple of seasons as a corner. So up to what? They signed 13 high school guys. They added the other two um, signees right kind of right out of the gates there in the early period as well, uh, ahead of the bowl game, I should say. So that was 15. Fuchsia and, uh, and Makai Garner would be 17, and you can get to 32. So 15 more spots to fill between high school guys, transfer guys, JUCO, if you want to go that route. Um, it's a big number. We'll see if they get all the way there. But I guess today we'll focus on just transfers. And we have plenty of time to to get to the high school guys like Jacoby Matthews and Citizen and them. Uh, they've got all the way until February to decide. But Maddie B, the thing with these guys is a lot of these transfers, for instance, now Fuchsia uh, and Makai Garner, they wanted to go ahead and get committed and signed because they want to move in this weekend and they want to start school. Uh, the last day to add courses is January 27th at LSU. So if the goal is sort of to transfer to your new spot, to be there all spring, to go through spring ball, to give yourself um, a leg up, whatever you want to call it, or at least put yourself into that competition before summer and then fall camp rolls around, that's the goal. So a lot of these guys are sort of right now, for instance, yesterday, today, tomorrow, they're going to have almost double-digit transfer portal guys on campus making visits, and uh, ultimately we'll see how it kind of plays out. But a lot of these guys want to have decisions made here soon, and we're seeing them take, you know, LSU visit, other school visits, all kind of sandwiched in, but you know, into just a few days span. Yeah, and that was one thing. I feel like that's relatively new in a sense of players getting trying to enroll for January because at least in my experiences beforehand, it had been, you know, get transfer portal guys over the span of January, February, March, and then bring them in over the summer and go from there. So for them to get Garner and Fusha um, this early and to, if they can get enrolled and like you said, there'll be more on hand for over the next couple of weeks. That's a really big advantage to get them during the spring. I feel like that's something that 
LSU, especially with a new head coach, is going to need to take advantage of. And you mentioned Gardner and Fuchsia. Uh, I'll touch on Fuchsia first. Um, I did that breakdown of his. And also, if y'all are not subscribed to Go24-7, uh, you should definitely become one because uh, Shay's morning buzzes are going to continue to be loaded with stuff that you need to know at this point. So uh, this morning's was crazy. Yeah, just a lot going on. Like I said, we'll touch on these guys, but they're, they're having two to three transfers in a day right now that just visit and see if they can get them to pop. Yeah. And so with Fusha, quickly give a brief analysis of him. Uh, again, the whole story is on, on our site. If you want to check that out. But he's a very um, – he's five foot eleven, but he's very fast, very active. Um, I know a lot of people have been comparing him to Tyron Matthew um, as far as just his play style. Obviously, Tyron Matthew is kind of one of a kind. And you kind of know what Joe Fusha is at this point, but still with the with his range and his versatility, I mean, he's a guy who can come in and play multiple positions, whether it's safety, uh, box safety. Uh, he can blitz off the edge really well. He's comfortable in different spots. I loved what I saw from Joe Fusha. And I was kind of nervous at first because I was like, ah, he's kind of undersized. I'm not sure how well he's going to tackle. Tackles just fine. And so uh, he's played in the SEC. He's been a captain. Seems like a great dude. And I, I love that pickup uh, out of Arkansas. It seems, and from you did a great breakdown, and you've got sort of—I uh, don't know—we've called them gifts or whatever, yeah, but you know, videos, clips, yeah. plays, uh, whatever the kids call them these days. But one thing you'll see, and it's talked about a lot, like Arkansas fans will tell you if you've ever watched Fusha play, he brings a real energy to the field that I think was lacking in a way for LSU in recent years, and and that's kind of <clears throat> for me the energy that Devin White brought. You know, guys like that, Damone Clark, I think brought that sort of energy, but. It was tough to sort of rally the troops when you're 500 in back-to-back seasons. I think they'll continue to get better. But uh, with Fuchsia having this next year to play, I think he'll be a leader back there in the defensive backfield. And I know he's a veteran. They've got veterans on the roster. But he's just played a lot of SEC football, and he's played it at a high level in the West. He's played all these teams. As you noted, he's been a captain. I think he's got like 200-and-something career tackles. I mean, maybe more. I, I can't remember what the exact stat was. But just a guy who's played a ton. You know what you're getting out of him. I thought your breakdown was really good. I felt better leaving your breakdown about like, okay, I thought going in, this is a guy that'll help him. And then after I watched it and kind of read more about him, I said, okay, this is a guy who could actually be a pretty big piece to their defense. Uh, and I consider it to be a pretty big signing for him. It might be one of their better ones when we look back at it, you know, a year or two from now. No, definitely. And so then uh, look at Makai Gardner. I'm going to have a full analysis breakdown of him out later today. Uh, I was looking at him all last night after the basketball game. I spent a couple hours watching. I watched like four uh, ULL games last night. And so uh, Garner's going to be really, really good too. Like that's I, off, off right off the bat, he's six foot two, really strong, good speed on the outside, had one of the better coverage grades in all of really, if, it if he would have been in the SEC with that coverage grade, I believe he would have been top 12 in the SEC uh, according to pro football focus and so i'm going to include that in the story but he is really really good in coverage tackling wise i'm a little shaky on him but outside corner you know hit or miss at that point uh but i mean coverage wise you won't find many better corners in the country and he's gone against i watched his game against liberty against texas against texas he was awesome um app state and marshall were the four and so three of those are kind of run or two of those at least are kind of run heavy teams but still the way he was able to cover is really really promising so uh look for the analysis story out on that soon but and also to bring him in from ull uh is is also impressive 
Yeah. And look, they've got, we'll go ahead and mention this. And I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but the time you are, he might be committed, but Greg Brooks is another defensive back who is probably a pure, someone you would like at nickel. He's played a lot at nickel at Arkansas and he entered the portal and he's a Louisiana native as well. And he's, I think he's a West Jeff guy, uh, but he and Fusher are buddies. So all signs point to LSU there. <clears throat> We've talked about it all week and uh, ever since kind of he entered the portal and LSU offered him. Uh, but I believe he'll be on campus today. It's Thursday. Uh, Fusha will be as well and uh, won't be surprised if we um, you know, hear good news on LSU's in there. So you're adding essentially an outside corner, a nickel, and a safety in these three guys uh, to a defensive back room that is pretty much getting a complete overhaul right now, certainly at cornerback with all the guys leaving. But um, but I think it'll be a, Brooks will be another to watch for, and, and then you've knocked out sort of one at each position there over the span of a few days. The safety position isn't terrible, right? They they still have yeah. it's still Ward, Burns, uh, whatever you think of Sage Ryan. Well, Ward and Burns were your starters, right? And then you've got Ryan, you've got Langlois, you've got you still have Jordan Tolls on the team. I know he went at the bowl, but I saw him tweeting this week about LSU stuff and NIL deals and. Uh, Derek Davis is obviously still on the roster. Um, mentioned Langlois. So, yeah, they've got Pig Cage played really well in the bowl game. I mean, he's obviously going to be back on the roster again. You bring in Fuchsia. Yeah, I think safety doesn't need as much attention as corner, which is why we've seen other safety names pop up in the portal. And they knew they were going to line themselves up to get Fuchsia. And we really haven't seen them just blanket offering safeties like they've been doing corner. It's, it's very clear they think corner is a huge need for them. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's where the portal is going to come into to to help LSU, obviously, in in this day and age to replenish that cornerback position, because without that, I'm not sure where exactly they'd be, because it's not like it's Eli Ricks transferred out. So transfer portal for portal. Yes. But the other two, Cordell, Fly and Derek Stingley went to the draft. So those guys would have been gone transfer portal era or otherwise. So now you get to replenish those guys with other veteran talent guys in Makai Gardner. Um, and then Joe Fusha, wherever he plays. So, uh, but let's talk about a couple of visits. Um, on Wednesday, you wrote in your morning bus story, and you went into great depth with that. So we can just kind of touch on the surface level. But uh, LSU brought in West Weeks, Jeffrey uh, West Weeks, uh, linebacker from Virginia, uh, Jeffrey Johnson, defense tackle from Tulane, Makai Wingo. Um, where's Makai Wingo from? I forgot. Uh, the Missouri defensive lineman, and he had played at. DeSmet, I don't know how you pronounce the name, but it's the high school that Robert Steeples, the new corners coach, uh, was right. the head coach at just two years ago. He went for a year with the Vikings this past year. Before that, he was the head coach at uh, that high school, and that's where Wingo's from. And I think I could look it up real quick. I think Wingo has – he's, like, visiting LSU right now and then Southern Cal and then somewhere else. He's pretty coveted, um, but yeah. it seems the early returns are uh, are good. Uh, there I can look it up real quick while we're talking West, yeah West Weeks is a name that I was I was interested in because when I did that rundown story of offers from the portal West Week was was a name that I was looking at just as kind of a versatile linebacker type guy um, I need to see his film more so to get a better handle on him but just from what I've seen he made some plays uh, at Virginia last year so I think that's that's a name that I think else he's going to go after hard yeah okay so um, Wingo who's on campus uh, got in yesterday and will leave on Friday. And he's a defensive lineman from the Missouri football team right now. He's also from Missouri. Uh, but OU this weekend and then USC Sunday and Monday, and then he'll make his decision from there. So you kind of get a sense of what I talked about earlier. Of 
these guys are transferring and they want to be somewhere for the spring semester. They've got a very small window to do it. So, I mean, they're making a midweek visit to LSU, a weekend visit to OU, you know, Sunday, Monday out to Southern Cal and then back home to, to kind of figure things out. And I think a lot of guys are in a similar boat. But again, I like the early returns of, of what we've heard of about Wingo, where they stand, the connections they have. Uh, Jamar Kane's obviously a, LSU's new defensive line coach and is known as a pretty good recruiter. Uh, is strong one at Oklahoma. So uh, we'll see if Wingo doesn't become the first guy he pops, but at least sounds like we'll have to wait into next week and, and he makes these other visits. But yeah, and then Weeks is, well, I think he played his freshman year at Virginia this past year and now is looking to transfer out. So uh, I don't, unless he took a red shirt, not a, but he's got a ton of time left. It's not like this is a guy who's a senior, has been starting for years. Um, but I think he was at USC last weekend. He'll be at South Carolina this weekend. He's making a midweek visit to LSU. Uh, so, again, a guy's cramming a lot in. I'll probably make a decision after the weekend, uh, and we'll see where things stand uh, on that front. But we don't know yet what's up with Micah Baskerville's future, and we don't know a ton about LSU's linebackers beyond Baskerville and Clark, right? And, and Mike Jones will be back. So you've got Jones. Maybe Baskerville comes back, but we've never seen Josh White. We've never seen Antoine Sampa. Jared Small is a you know was a walk-on, but he was battling for a starting spot before he tore his ACL. Uh, he could be a guy that's back in the mix. And uh, obviously we got a taste of Greg Penn in the bowl game. That was kind of really the first time he'd played significant action. Certainly the first time he had started, um, but it'll, you would have to think guys like weeks and other linebackers or Harold Perkins at the high school level uh, are priorities for him because they really do need some help at the linebacker spot. Just a lot, a lot of unproven there, uh, especially when you lose a guy like Clark after the year he had. If here's a question for you, if, the portal wasn't as prominent as it was. Let's say if this was two years ago. Would all this time over like the start to start January and through January, would all this time be dedicated to the to getting in uh, freshmen to coming in to visit right now? Yeah, right. I think yeah, they would have to just be focused on high school recruits and then really offering evaling a lot more high school guys than we're seeing them do now. Like they handed out a new offer to Danny Lewis out of Westgate, a tight end, um, and he had been committed to Cincinnati where Denbrock was. Uh, now Denbrock's the OC at LSU. I think more so than anything, the fact that just LSU offered him and he's a, you know, a Kadiana area guy, uh, had him, you know, decommit from Cincinnati, open things back up. He'll take some visits, but they'd have to be doing a lot of that. And yeah. it seems like they're OK with saying, hey, look, we know Matthew, Citizen, uh, Danny Lewis, um, Perkins. There might be another name or two you throw in there, but it's almost like, hey, look, if we need some quick fixes to a roster that's really depleted, we may not have time to sit here and say, okay, we're going to go after 10 high school guys and just develop them all. I think it's say hey, we're going after these four or five high school guys we feel good about. And then we're going to spend the rest of our time on transfer portal guys, which are a bit more of a proven commodity. So yeah, if this were two years ago, we'd be kind of scrambling to figure out, Hey, what high school guys had big senior years and that have yeah. emerged and didn't sign early. And at least they're not having to do a ton of that. They kind of know the guys they like and the rest of it will be transfer portal. Yeah. Because, um, there was a, so we talked about Danny Lewis and then he, uh, I saw something, he visited Florida recently, so he'll be in contention over there too. But uh, I think it helps that they have Will Campbell and they, in fact, they have Walker Howard and the top end of that recruiting class is so strong uh, that they're not scrambling regardless. I feel like that's a really big deal that they feel comfortable in what they have. They're not looking for a hidden gym at this point because they already have a good amount of talent at the top end of that and even if it's not deep then they have the futures pretty much set still 
Yeah, and when looking, too, Walker Howard's enrolled early. Will Campbell's enrolled early. You know, your one linebacker, Demario Tolan, is really good when he's enrolled early. Your top defensive lineman's Quincy Wiggins. He's enrolling early. So they've got a good group uh, of guys who are going to be here on campus and getting that head start and being a part of the program through the spring and getting adjusted to, you know, life of a student athlete when you're at this level trying to balance academics and workouts and everything like that. So uh, I'm with you. I think that they're not having to scramble because they did lock up kind of the core of the class and uh, beyond, you know, Citizen and Matthews, the main guys in Louisiana are off the board, whether it's LSU or elsewhere. And it kind of lets you just reset things and move forward. And, and again, I'm the fact that I just named you four of them that are on campus early that are all considered to be pretty big, key pieces to the class and positions of need or whatever it might be, those guys get here on Saturday. So you're sort of moving quickly here as, as you bring guys onto campus. And then as you uh, try to figure out the portal and, and try to finish up this class. Here's a name to throw at you. Uh, Kyron Lacey out of uh, ULL, Louisiana, uh, just picked up offers from Oklahoma as well. It looks like I see an article that says TJ Finley wants them. On, on Auburn, uh, what have you heard about Kyron Lacey and uh, his situation? Yeah, Lacey sounds like – I mean, not sounds like. He certainly has plenty of suitors, and it sounds to me like he's going to take a hard look at all options. I think right – you know, coming out of the gates, it was like, oh, he's a Thibodeau kid that went to UL and, you know, was a – he was a four-star on 24-7. He was the number two receiver in the state behind Kayshawn Butte, which was ahead of Coy Moore and a lot of other guys. And he went over to play for Billy Napier and, and had – all things considered, right? Like it's not like they were in some like high powered passing offense with Levi Lewis. I mean, they operated how they did. It was just kind of understood of how they approached things and they played within Levi Lewis's abilities and they won a lot of games, but it wasn't like he was out there getting thrown to by Caleb Williams and they're throwing it 60 times a game, but he was still putting up huge numbers. And I think that's why you're seeing just a raw talent from high school basketball player, all this to going to UL and proving it at the Sunbelt level and, it's clear he can play at the SEC level or wherever it might be. And uh, it sounds like OU's making a really big, big push. I will say that Auburn got him to campus first. They're going to be one to to really watch there. Trevon Reed is on their staff. He was a really good player uh, in Louisiana back in the day um, and chose Auburn over LSU. And he's a Thibodeau guy, obviously. But LSU's got some Thibodeau connections on staff. They've got guys on the team right now that are buddies with him. So I think the hope for LSU is you bring him in today, Thursday, uh, and he's coming in with Osiris, Osiris Torrance, who's one of his uh, offensive linemen on UL, who's also in the portal. They just got Makai Wingo out of UL, who's in the portal. And he'll be there with some guys like Fuchsia and Brooks, who are from Louisiana and, and are certainly Fuchsia's going to LSU. It sounds like Brooks will pop uh, here at any point. So, you know, you get that vibe around him of guys who are who left home and are now coming back, guys who decided to stay home the whole time. And you kind of uh, hope that you can give them enough of a pitch to – to hold off teams like Auburn and OU and, and whomever might uh, be pressing for him here down the stretch. But again, he's going to want to make a decision quickly. You can only add classes and be enrolled in the spring semester for like what is less than two weeks, the 27th and it's yeah. the 13th right now. So uh, these guys are pretty much over the next week, um, 10 days, or we're going to hear a lot of decisions one way or the other. Yeah. Another name uh, we have uh, written down is Tremont shorts, but we can honestly save that uh, because We'll, we'll let uh, leave that on the morning buzz because you did a great uh, breakdown of his situation on there. If there's anything else you want to kind of just add on. Yeah, and, and it sounds like he's already made his way to campus. Um, so he gets here now. I knew he'd said he'd be in for the weekend, but he's already here. And 
again, that was probably he's out of East Tennessee State. He's an offensive lineman. That might have yeah. been one of the first portal offers they handed out. Like I remember his name popping up immediately. And and he's got, I think he visited like a couple of schools already, uh, but Mississippi State was one earlier this week, and then now LSU. And I think people feel like it's sort of those two schools that he'll make the move from East Tennessee State to, to the SEC West and that Mississippi State or LSU will get him. Um, but from talking to some people up at LSU, the interaction they've had with him so far uh, has been really good. And look, you let Brad Davis go to work there and and if he can sell him on, hey, look, some immediate playing time or the chance to compete for immediate playing time and they've got a lot of losses on the offensive line coming. I mean, Cam Wire could be the only returning starter they have. And we don't even know where things stand with Bradford and these other guys who were like missing a lot of games in there and had academic hurdles or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, You could tell they want to load up on O-linemen. So They've got shorts on campus right now. They'll have Osiris Torrance on campus today. They've already got Miles Frazier. Um, so it's clear that transfer portal and O-line are sort of uh, one and the same for them when it comes to their approach here down the stretch. Yep. Um, here's our here's the last question I have for you, and we'll kind of debate this, I guess. Do you think LSU needs another running back? Because we've heard some names thrown around in the portal or – Otherwise, I mean, especially with Trevante Citizen decommitting, do you think they need another running back? I think it's such a sticky thing. Like I immediately, and Noah Kane is a guy that out of Pitton State who entered the portal this week that everybody's talking about because he's a Louisiana native. He had moved to Texas and, you know, played his high school ball there before going to IMG, but he was hot and heavy on LSU. I mean, they were, um, they were all over Kane in that class. I think that was Davis Price and Emory's class too. So um, if I'm not mistaken, I can go look it up, but, uh, but they were hard on King coming out of high school. He ultimately goes to Penn state and now he's going to go somewhere else. I've heard that LSU's already made contact there. Uh, but I wondered out loud. Okay. And I even forget about Trey Bradford who went to Oklahoma and then came back and he was like ineligible half the year. And then he was suddenly eligible at the very end and then was playing. Um, but his name slips my mind sometimes, but you'll have Emory as a senior and presumably your number one back. Kiner would be your probably second back because we've seen him play the most out yeah. of anyone. He started in the bowl game, all that. Uh, then you've got Goodwin, who was banged up at the end of the year, but a freshman and uh, someone that was highly touted coming out of high school. You've got Bradford, who is back healthy now and uh, presuming to be academically eligible or right. eligible yeah. to play. So where are you at? Five and That's four, four, and then you have Josh Williams. And then you've got Josh Williams, who's a walk-on that earned a scholarship and played a lot this past year. We'll see if that remains the case moving forward. So you've got five and then you've got Citizen out there. And if you land Citizen, and I think with Kane, you're probably thinking, okay, the most important year for Kane would just be next year. I don't know how many years of eligibility has left. If he has two or one, but um, you would be bringing him in if you got a guy like that thinking, okay, the next year's when we're relying on him most. And then that would give us time to develop some of these younger guys. Unless they know something that we don't. Like, is Goodwin thinking of training? I'm like making stuff up here. Yeah. But like, is half privy to like Josh Williams is going to go somewhere else or that, you know, Goodwin's going to go somewhere else or that whatever, you know, that, that Emory's academics are not, you know, I'm just saying things that could pop up and make you think, why are they, if it seems like they've got good depth and talented depth, do you really need to go after another running back? And, and will that, you know, scare anybody off or will that then force someone to transfer? And like, they get paid all the money to figure that out. So we'll see ultimately what they decide. Yeah. I would have said no. Like, I just think that I think Emory and Kiner are enough. Now, look, we would have said that this past year, and all of a sudden Goodwin gets hurt, 
Emory's ineligible. You're relying on basically just TDP. You're having to abandon the run game the first half of the season because you can't even block. So I'm sure there's a myriad of factors at play here. And uh, they're going after him. Maybe they know more than we do. And look, they've got 15 more spots. So it's not like they're short on spots. If you, if you want to add them, you don't think anybody's going to get their feelings hurt over it, then great. Then sounds good. Um, I don't think it's as big of a, it's not as big of a need to me as tight end, linebacker, O-line, safety, you know, cornerback, and they've addressed safety, um, wide receiver even, because they have the, the portal now. <clears throat> I have running back like seventh most important, but we haven't seen them, <clears throat> you know, like offer 10 running backs and host all of them. Like it's just sort of been, oh, there's a familiar name in Kane. Let's talk to him and see if this, you know, if we want to, you know, have this go anywhere. And maybe that's where they're at right now. But if it's not Kane, like, and I would understand if you think that he's like some like, you know, high ceiling guy that he's been banged up and injured, but now he'll be healthy again and he can really give you something, then great. But I wouldn't be out there wasting my time on, you know, offering 10 running backs just to try to get someone. I'd spend that time on Trevante Citizen. And, and certainly I think that they will. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially with Kane, it looks like has one, maybe two years left of eligibility at this point. Right. I don't think there's a world in which he comes in. And I mean, it's coming off injury. There's already question marks. Uh, you have John Emery in there. If he can stay right, uh, then you bring Kiner and Goodwin. Kiner looks great. And Goodwin could well be very good. But Kiner, the more he got to play, he looked great. I mean, he's certainly capable. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I look at the receipt. I even think a receiver would be higher priority than running back. You brought it up, and I, yeah. And so, even though you have all these young receivers, and you have Boutte, and you have all these guys, it's still we've seen how wide receiver works. How you can bring in young guys, or how you can bring in new guys, and have them impact the game, and just how they impact the game at LSU. from a big play standpoint. So you want to give Dimbrock as much talent as possible, but I don't think the running back position is a particular need. Now, if they, like you said, if they bring in Noah Kane, they, pr- they probably know something we don't, or they're not going to get citizen, I guess. Uh, but even if you don't yeah. get citizen, I don't know. Or maybe they get citizen and they're like, look, we think we can, the more the merrier type thing. And we're not going to lose anyone or, you know, that's they can get seven running back shake. Yeah. That's for them to decide. But <laughs> We'll see. I guess when you've got this many open scholarships, you can kind of entertain anything you want. They should. They should just. They should just sign seven corners. That's what they you should know, do. That would be a nice approach as well. Can there Noah King play corner? Is the real question. That's maybe that's why they're offering him. There you go. A little mix up. <laughs> all right. Uh, I believe that's all we have for y'all today. Appreciate y'all joining us. Uh, if you don't already, follow Shay on Twitter at Shay Dixon. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Matthew Bernie underscore. Uh, you can follow Go247 at Go247, go and you can become a subscriber for the first month for a dollar. I believe we're still running that uh, promo on our site. So this is a big month. So if you want to use that $1 for this month, I highly recommend that because Shay has you covered with stuff every single morning and plenty to read every single day. So uh, he gets the scoops. I analyze and we go from there. So we thank you all for joining us. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review. And wherever you're listening, we appreciate you all. So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.